Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey there, welcome to the College Investor Audio Show today. As we look at options if your student loan was automatically discharged due to disability. Very specific topic today, but hopefully it's really helpful if you're in this situation, or maybe you know somebody who is. You know, when your student loans are discharged due to disability, you might be limited in whether you can work or go to school for a period of time. Otherwise, your student loans may be reinstated. Let's talk about first, total and permanent disability discharge. So federal student loans may be discharged if you have a total or permanent disability, TPD. Eligible loans include all loans in the William D. Ford Federal Direct Loan Program, or just direct loans, the Federal Family Education Loan Program, FFELP, and Federal Perkins Loan Program. This includes federal Stafford loans, federal Parent PLUS loans, federal Grad PLUS loans, and federal consolidation loans. A TEACH grant service obligation is also eligible for a TPD discharge. Okay, so there are three methods of qualifying for a TPD discharge. First is a VA determination. If the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, VA, determines that the borrower has a service-connected disability that is 100% disabling, the borrower will be eligible for a TPD discharge. The VA can also determine that the borrower qualifies based on an individual unemployability rating that is the equivalent of a total disability. Now let's talk about SSA determination. If the borrower is receiving Social Security Disability Insurance, or SSDI, or Supplemental Security Income, SSI benefits, and the Social Security Administration has scheduled the next disability review for five to seven years after the most recent disability determination, the borrower is eligible for a TPD discharge. That was a mouthful. If you ever get lost as we're going over all of this, you can always find this article at thecollegeinvestor.com. If the next disability review is in less than five years, the borrower does not qualify for a TPD discharge. Let's talk about just a doctor's certification. If the doctor, or if the borrower, I should say, obtains a doctor's certification that the borrower is unable to engage in substantial gainful activity because of a medically determinable physical or mental disability, that has lasted for at least 60 months. It's expected to last for at least 60 months or is expected to result in the borrower's death. The borrower will be eligible for a TPD discharge. The doctor must have an MD or DO degree and be licensed to practice medicine in the U.S., including doctors who are licensed to practice medicine in Puerto Rico and the freely associated states like the Republic of Palau, Republic of the Marshall Islands, and the Federated States of Micronesia. Nurses and physician assistants cannot complete the doctor's certification, by the way. If the TPD discharge is approved, payments made on or after the disability date will be returned to the borrower. The disability date is the date of the VA's disability determination or the U.S. Department of Education received documentation of the SSA notice of award or the date of the DOCS certification. About half of private student loans have a disability discharge that is similar to the TPD discharge for federal education loans, all but without automated discharge based on a VA or SSA determination. 
automatic disability discharge. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, the TPD discharge through a VA or SSA determination is automatic through a quarterly data match between the Department of Education and these federal agencies. Borrowers who qualify for a TPD discharge through a data match don't actually need to submit a TPD discharge application or even provide documentation of their disability determination. Borrowers can opt out of the automatic discharge. If you do opt out, you can apply for a TPD discharge later. Sometimes you can even delay the TPD discharge application to ensure that all of your federal education loans are discharged or because you're concerned about state income tax liability. Now let's talk about disability discharge by application. So if the borrower does not receive a disability discharge through the automated process, you can actually, you know, qualify by submitting the TPD discharge application along with documentation of a VA or SSA determination. For the SSA, by the way, documentation can include a copy of the SSA notice of award for SSDI, SSI benefits, or a benefits planning query, BPQY, Form 2459, indicating that the next disability review will be in five to seven years from the date of the most recent SSI disability determination. Let's move on to talking about tax liability from the cancellation of student loan debt. I know this is on a lot of people's minds. So the amount of discharged debt may be treated as income by the IRS. Unfortunately, the borrower may receive an IRS Form 1099-C, to report the amount of canceled debt. Disability discharges are tax-free, by the way, on federal income tax returns through December 31, 2025. This provision is likely to be extended or even made permanent. President Biden has proposed making the tax-free status completely permanent, so disability discharges may also be subject to state income tax, though, in some states. You can see a link to see what states might be involved in that, at thecollegeinvestor.com, right inside this article. We move on to post-discharge monitoring period. Okay, so, if you're approved to receive TPD discharge because of an SSA determination or a doctor's certification, you will be subject to a three-year post-discharge monitoring period starting on the date the discharge is approved. So, if you qualify for a TPD discharge because of a VA determination, you're not subject to that three-year post-discharge monitoring period. If you have annual earnings from employment during the post-discharge monitoring period that exceeds the poverty line for a family of two in the borrower's state, <laughs> the discharge loans and teach grant service obligation will be reinstated. Only earned income from employment starting on the date of discharge will actually count, though. Earned income prior to the date of the disability discharge and unearned income, like interest, dividends, capital gains, all that, does not count. Disability retirement income does not count either. The repayment obligation will also be reinstated if you receive a new federal education loan or TEACH grant during the three-year post-discharge monitoring period. If the borrower receives a disbursement of a previous federal education loan or TEACH grant during the three-year post-discharge monitoring period and does not return it within 120 days of the disbursement date, the repayment obligation will be reinstated. You are required to notify the U.S. Department of Education 
in these circumstances that we mentioned, or if your address or phone number changes. You also must submit a form annually that documents your earnings from employment. If you fail to do this, by the way, submit the annual form or respond to a request for documentation, your repayment obligation will be reinstated. So crucial to keep an eye on all of this stuff. There is a pending proposal to eliminate that three-year post-discharge monitoring period because in almost all cases, a borrower's loans were reinstated because of a failure to provide documentation and actually not because of the nature of the borrower's disability or amount of earnings had changed. So crucial to get all your documents in. I hope they pass this because, man, this is crucial. Let's talk about going back to school. So as we just talked about earlier, borrowers who obtain a new federal education loan or TEACH grant during the three-year post-discharge monitoring period will have their repayment obligation reinstated. Borrowers can continue their college enrollment or even go back to school during that three-year monitoring period. However, if they don't want their repayment obligation to be reinstated, they cannot request a new federal education loan or TEACH grant during that three-year period. After the three-year period is over, the borrower can obtain a new federal education loan or TEACH grant without having the repayment obligation reinstated. Borrowers who qualified for a TPD discharge due to a VA determination can also obtain new federal education loans immediately and TEACH grants without having the repayment obligation reinstated since loans discharged because of a VA determination are actually not subject to that three-year post-discharge monitoring period at all. However, if you want to obtain a new federal education or TEACH grant, the borrower is going to have to obtain a certification from a doctor that they are able to engage in substantial gainful activity even if there was no post-discharge monitoring period. The borrower must also certify that they have the ability to engage in substantial gainful activity and must acknowledge that the new federal education loan or TEACH grant service obligation cannot be discharged on the basis of the current ability of the borrower unless their condition deteriorates enough that they once again have a total and permanent disability. I know this is confusing, but if you want to read along with this, you can find this article at thecollegeinvestor.com. Now, please note that the same rules we just talked about apply to parent borrowers of a Parent PLUS loan. If the parent borrower previously had federal education loans qualify for a TPD discharge, only the borrower of a Parent PLUS loan can have the loan discharged because of the borrower's disability. If the student on whose behalf the, bar the Parent PLUS loan was borrowed becomes disabled, the Parent PLUS loan is not discharged. Typically, a disabled student will wait until they graduate or even drop out of college to apply for a TPD discharge anyway. Now, the last thing we'll talk about today is the impact of disability discharge on eligibility for student financial aid. Such an important thing to talk about. The TPD discharge does not affect the student's eligibility for other federal student aid, such as the federal Pell Grant or Federal Supplemental Education Opportunity Grant, FSEOG. Vocational rehabilitation assistance does not affect eligibility for federal student aid. If the vocational rehabilitation assistance does not fully cover the student's disability-related expenses, 
the College Financial Aid Administrator can include the unmet disability-related expenses in the student's cost of attendance, which can actually yield an increase in the student's demonstrated financial need. ABLE accounts are not reported as an asset on the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, or FAFSA. And that is our show for today. I know, we jammed a ton of information (laughs) in 12 minutes. If you got lost during this, I totally understand. You can find out this article. Just copy and paste the title of the podcast right in the search bar at thecollegeinvestor.com. Walks you through everything you need to know about your options if your student loan was automatically discharged because of your disability. Or if you know somebody where this could help out a lot, please feel free to share this with anybody you think it will help. Thanks again for stopping by today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.